you. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Do not stop your worship. I am a very, very, very insecure preacher. If I don't get amens and hallelujahs, I go home, take it out on my wife. You don't want that. Uh, but it is always an absolute honor to be with the Pentecostal Church, your incredible leadership team, uh, your incredible leadership team, your pastor and pastor's wife, incredible people. Yes. Do you love your leadership? It is also great to be with the absolute lovely and adorable Michaela and Haley. Aren't they beautiful? And then Tanner. Where's Tan Man? Somewhere around here. There he is in the back. <clears throat> He's grown six foot since I've seen him last. And... Uh, I'm glad he's carrying on those good family genes. Good looking boy. Amen. God bless him. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. That last little run you did made me feel good. I don't know. Whenever you feel it, you know how we work. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. I want you to watch this real closely. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple. <laughs> at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful task homes of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said look on us. Huh. And so the lame man gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. <laughs> Here it is. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and... Oh, come on. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, praising God. Forgive me for the length of this. Verse 12, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this, or why look you so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk. In other words, Peter said, quit trying to exalt us. You'll discover in this text that they wanted to honor Peter. They wanted to exalt him. Peter said, it ain't me. Somebody say, it ain't me. This is one of the things that the Lord's been dealing with me about for the last several weeks, is it ain't about me. It ain't about me. Uh-huh. It ain't about me at all on any level. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the power that is in the spoken name of Jesus Christ. Okay, let me get there. So this is so Peter verifies this in verse 16. He says, let me clarify it. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. 
Ye have the faith which is by him. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I want to preach to you, speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, in the name of the Lord, I need you right now. Hallelujah. Anoint me. Anoint me. Anoint your people. Let your word bypass my mind and intellect. Come out of my mouth a two-edged sword. Do what you've come to do today, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. So good to see all of you, all of your leadership and ministry, great preachers. Uh, God bless you all. If I start mentioning names, I'll get in trouble, but you guys are amazing, and we appreciate you. If you'll allow me a few moments today, I would like to build a biblical foundation for this message. It is critical uh, that I am able to prove from the Word of God that there is incredible power that is released when we speak the name of Jesus. Incredible power that is released. Uh, To call on the name of Jesus or to speak the name of Jesus simply means that we are requesting for some help or some support. And when we call on the name of Jesus, we are strictly and uh, profoundly confessing our inability. Uh, Let me try it like this. Uh, We are emphatically and absolutely saying when we speak the name of Jesus that we have reached a point of personal inability. We have exhausted our means, and we are turning now to Jesus, and we are confident in his ability. I am afraid that had Peter and John had silver and gold, there would have been a quick transaction and they would have moved on. But silver and gold they did not have. So they had reached a point where they could not perform, they could not produce, and they were in need of a power much greater than their own. Hallelujah. We un- whoo, hallelujah. We understand that there are many things that we are unable to do. Uh, But when we call on the name of Jesus, uh, the impossible becomes possible. I don't mean to seem so elementary, uh, my dear Watson, but I do believe that we need to be reminded of a principle, a distinction about who we are as a church and who we are as a movement. And I appreciate our distinctions of holiness and godliness and separation from the world. But there is a distinction that is greater than all of those. And it is the distinction that we understand who Jesus really is. And when we call on that name, I got five or six helping me right now. I said, and when we call on that name, we understand what happens I wish you'd praise him right now. Go ahead. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Elijah. Would you shout the name of Jesus? 
Would you shout the name of Jesus? We're about to get in trouble up in here, but it's going to be good. When I speak the name of Jesus, there are some things that are released. I want to cover a couple of them. The one thing that I find in Scripture, and there are many, but the one that comes from our text, we join Peter and John. They journey to the temple at the hour of prayer. When they arrive at the gate called Beautiful, they encounter a lame man whose survival was dependent upon the generosity of church folks, those that come into church and those that exit the church. And when the lame man sees Peter and John, he asks for some money. And in verses 6 and 7, Peter said, I don't have any money, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Peter did not think this. This was not mental assent. This was a verbal confession. He spoke it with his mouth. Silver and gold, sir, I do not have. But what I do have, I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is possible to have a revelation of the power that is in the name, but not the boldness by which to use it. Oh no, I'm going to come preach now. I said it is possible. We put so much emphasis many times on praying the right prayer and saying the right thing. Peter did not say, in the name of Jesus, may these ankles be healed. In the name of Jesus, may these ligaments be restored. He just said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And there was no doubt in Peter's mind that when he said the name of Jesus, that what he was asking was going to be accomplished. I'm not going to be able to preach it. I'm going to lose my mind here in just a minute. The name of Jesus has been preached to me my whole life. There's no name like the name of Jesus. I have sung about the name of Jesus. Every person I've ever baptized, I've baptized them in the name of Jesus. But as I begin to study this, I got a fresh new revelation of the authority and of the power that is in the spoken name. He said, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man leaping stood. And he began to shout and thank the Lord for what was done. And as always, this miracle drew a crowd. The miracle moves to, or the crowd moves to exalt Peter or applaud Peter. However, Peter and John make something clear in verse number 12. They said, this miracle was not done by our power. Y'all got to hear this, dear God. This miracle was not done by our power. This miracle was not done by our holiness. Are you understanding this? I'm going to try to be not controversial. Your pastor will fix it. He's nervous as a wreck right now. I'm sorry. We have placed emphasis for so long on so much stuff. 
And, and Peter and John, they're not doing so much stuff. They have an understanding and a revelation and then a boldness to walk in that revelation and that understanding. Peter said, you're applauding the wrong person because I know who I am. I know me, Peter says. I got a loud mouth. I cause a lot of trouble. I denied him three times. I cut off a man's ear. I tried to split his head open and missed it. I've been a rude, crude dude my whole life. When Jesus died and hung, I went back to fishing and Jesus had to come get me again. I'm a backslider. I ain't done everything right, but this is one thing I do know. It ain't my power and it ain't my holiness. It's the name. Is anybody hearing me right now? Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? That's why I have such a hard time with televangelists who want you to have them pray for you and them speak the name. Listen closely. It don't take a televangelist. It just takes somebody with some boldness that'll speak. Somebody shout that name right now. Just need somebody to speak it. Just need somebody to speak it. Just need somebody to speak it. God just needs somebody to declare it. He just needs somebody that ain't ashamed of him. He just needs somebody that knows who he is. He just needs somebody to declare it. Quit trying to figure stuff out. Quit trying to figure it all out. Quit trying to figure it all out. Just speak the name. Just speak the name of Jesus. You don't need more counseling. You need to speak the name. You don't need more financial help. You need to speak the name. You don't, is anybody going to help me preach it right now? You got to speak the name. Am I doing all right? Thank you. Here we go. Here we go. In other words, this supernatural power that produced the notable miracle in the life of the lame man was from a source greater than Peter or John. And if Peter and John would have took credit for that power, oh, that'd been on them. Because Peter said, it ain't my holiness. I ain't been right enough, nor do I have the ability. It ain't in me. So bypass me and look to him. Uh-huh. So Peter says, the lame man walked from a source greater than me. So with great revelation and anointing, Peter begins to share with the multitude the source of the power that produced the miracle. Watch what he says in verse 13. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just. You desired a murderer to be granted unto you, Barabbas. 
And you killed the prince of life who God raised from the dead. And we are witnesses of it. Verse 16. That's the source of the power. His name, through faith in his name, had, has made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith, which is by him, Jesus, hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So Peter said that the source of the power that brought this man his miracle came through their confidence in the spoken name of Jesus. When did Peter get this revelation? <laughs> that there would be power released when the name of Jesus was invoked, called, or spoken. I believe that Peter had the same revelation that the Apostle Paul had and shared with us in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 9. Oh, hallelujah. Paul said this in Colossians 2 and 9. I believe Peter understood this. He said this. For in him, Jesus, dwelleth, this next word is so critical, dwelleth, dwelleth all, I'll say it again, all, say all, all the fullness, two interesting words, they seem to be synonymous He's trying to help us to understand that when you call the name of Jesus, you have all the fullness of the Godhead. Bodily. I don't know. Maybe you've had this revelation for years. I have too. I call myself a one God apostolic too. But there was something powerful about seeing this the other day in a fresh new light. Well, if brother so-and-so would pray for me or if sister so-and-so would pray for me, if I get that one to anoint me with oil. No. It's not in that one or this one or the notable one. Or... The person is completely irrelevant. I feel like somebody's starting to get this. The individual that is praying is really irrelevant. It is when the name is spoken. In the name of Jesus Christ. And you connect your revelation and understanding with the name that was just spoken. Not who spoke it. That's irrelevant. But it's what that name represents. Is anybody hearing me? You say, we've heard this our whole life. Yeah, I heard it my whole life too. Until all of a sudden, the Lord spoke it new to me the other day. Jehovah Jireh. Old Testament name. A lot of debate, I understand, means the Lord is my provider. And when you are in a moment where you lacked provision, you would pray to Jehovah Jireh. Uh, if you needed him to be a banner, you would pray to Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Uh, 
if you needed peace, you would call on Jehovah Shalom because you knew that God was your peace. But Colossians says that I don't have to even know what you need. I'm going to preach on this side for a minute. I'll be back over here. I don't even have to know what you need. All I've got to do is speak the name of Jesus. All I've got to do is declare his name. You know what you need. And the answer is in the spoken name of Jesus. Would somebody shout that name? Now take 30 seconds and just praise the name. Praise the name. Praise the name. Praise the name. Bless the name. Scream the name. Shout his name. Everything you need, it's in the name. Whatever you need, it's in. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. I said, whatever you need, it's in. Go ahead, sister, just praise him. It's in the name of Jesus. That's why pain's going to leave this building here in a minute. It ain't because of me. It's because of the power in the name. That's why diabetes is going to be cured here in just a minute. It ain't because of me. It's because of the power in the name. Somebody getting a revelation right now. Somebody's starting to see it. It ain't about me. It's about the name of Jesus. Can I preach to you? Oh, I'm out of these notes, but I'm going to talk to you. There is nothing about Darren Davis nothing about me that is qualified to be holding this microphone and preaching to you incredible people. Nothing about me. I'm one of the most transparent pastors you'll probably ever meet. There's not one thing in my past that I'm ashamed of anymore. You say, why? Because I got a revelation of the power in the name of Jesus. When I received my credentials to be a minister, this is what they said to me. Brother Davis, we have investigated your life thoroughly, and you never have to talk again about the pain you've been through. You are innocent. We appreciate you. You can preach at our church anytime. I didn't like it. I didn't like what they said. 
it bothered me. And I said, really? And they wondered why I wasn't all happy about that. I said, I'm going to tell you why I wasn't happy. I didn't tell them this. Waited till I got out of the room. And I said, because my story and what I've been through is evidence to everybody I preach to that Jesus and the power that's in his name Nope, you're getting quiet. I know I'm touching on some stuff right now. You're going to get quiet because there's a bunch of you in this room as well that if it wasn't for the name of Jesus, you'd be dead in your sins. You got mess in your life that disqualified you. But when you needed mercy and when you needed grace, you called on Jesus. Is anybody going to help me preach it right now? I need some folks that know what bondage used to feel like, what pain used to feel like, what embarrassment looks like. You've been called dirty names. You've been talked about. They tried to disqualify you, but you are free today because of the name. I need 10 people to shout right now. I need you to shout. Some of you need to remember where you were when he picked you up and turned you around and set your feet on solid ground. I thank the master. I thank the savior. I thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have spent years, oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. We have spent years trying to protect the integrity of our name. And I'm going to tell you, because of social media, that game is over. I walked in this room today. I've never met Charles Rodas in person. Never met him. Walked in this room. And I said, that's Charles Rodas. I went up to somebody and said, is that Charles Rodas? Yes, yeah, Charles Rodas. How do you know Charles Rodas? If you ain't seen one of his Facebook ads about books to buy, you ain't ever on Facebook. You, you didn't know me, do you, Brother Rodas? No, I knew you. That's Charles Rodas. You know what made that possible? Facebook. Social media. The connected world that we live in. And we are spending too much time trying to hide who we really are because we're afraid that if somebody knows about it, they're not going to talk to us anymore or they won't use us anymore. Am, am I in the Holy Ghost? 
And you know what I've started saying to all those folks? Man, digging up my past is easy. It don't take much at all. Go on Facebook and say, tell me something about D.D. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to hear more <laughs> than you care to hear. And some of you are going to do it, right? I'm seeing it. We're going to do this when we get home. And you know what I'm going to say? Have a good time. You're going to find stuff. I, and so I can't believe I sat there and listened to that preacher. You know why I said that? Because I did the same thing. I went to a conference where a man was preaching, and I went out in the car, and I Googled his name. Found out the joker had been arrested and spent time in prison for, taking, uh, for, for stealing prescription pills from somebody. And, and I said, I walked in, and I said, ain't no way I'm going to sit here and listen to this man preach. And I got up and walked out. You know why I did that? Because I didn't yet have a revelation of the power that's in the spoken name. Of, see, now you're quiet. Now, because we got off of healing and miracles and now we're talking about the dysfunction in your emotions and the anxiety that you're dealing with and the depression that you can't conquer and all of that is connected to some mess in your yesterday that Jesus has forgiven you of and washed you of and cleansed you. Nobody helping me right now. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Am I okay? I'm in the Holy. I'm, I'm going to talk a little straighter to you. Can I talk a little straighter to you? You've learned how to dress like everything's okay, talk like everything's okay, walk like everything's okay, and act like everything's okay. Nobody, yeah, you're going to get quiet. That's okay. Got my hair did. I got, I got my tie on. I don't ever wear a tie. Got one on today. And when I walked in here, I was looking good. I ain't going to lie to you. And I understood something. I understand something. You have become masters, not all of you. Please understand. The Lord knows who I'm talking about. Some of you have become masters of the masquerade. And you know how to put on the apostolic attire and the apostolic dress. And you know how to please everybody with the way you look and the way you present. You've even got your worship down, Pat. But inside you're broken and you're wounded and you're having to take medication to sleep at night because your mind won't shut up and you're dealing with guilt from the mistakes that you made but nobody in this room knows about them. <laughs> And we're doing ourselves a grave injustice because we are so afraid of who we used to be and we're so afraid of talking about it that there could be somebody sitting right beside you who is going through the very same thing that God done delivered you from. But because you, oh, I'm, I'm in the Holy Ghost. But because you don't want to look like an idiot or look like a moron or make somebody think, well, they think I'm spiritual. I don't want to. You need to stop that stuff. It is not in your power or your holiness. It is in the name. It is in the name. It is in the Are you getting the revelation? It's in the name. What's that name? What's that name?
Am I talking to anybody in this house? That's, yeah. I'm going to get real specific here and let you get bold because the power of the name of Jesus doesn't operate in your holiness. It's not because you've been perfect or because you've done everything right. It's because of who he is. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him. Do you feel the Holy Ghost in this place? There are folks in this room right now who are going to walk out of this place freed from depression and anxiety and the pain of emotional trauma that you endured in your childhood that you have disguised and masked for years. If I'm preaching to you, wave at me right now. Wave at me. You're walking like you're free. You're talking like you're free. You've been praying this morning like you're free. You sang like you were free. You worshiped like you were free. But nobody knows what happens when you get in your car and go home. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's for somebody. And when you go home, you're dealing with all the hurt and all the emotional trauma and all the pain. And you are in a place that believes, oh, Jesus, help me. I hate it when this happens. I can put my finger. There's a lady in this room right now. I, put my, I, won't, I, don't, I don't call people out. I ain't going to do that. But there's a lady in this room right now. I can put my finger on your nose. I can do it right now. And walk to where you are. And you're born again, you're a believer, and I believe you're running, I believe, you, I believe you're ready for heaven. There's no question about that at all, but I want you to listen to me. The level of anointing that God has for your life has been hid and shielded by someone else in your life. And you say, I don't know who you're talking about. Well, they do. And the reason that your anointing and power has been hidden and shielded is because you've got some scars and some wounds in your life that you're scared to death. If anybody finds out, it's going to give lack of credibility to me or lack of credibility to my husband or lack of credibility to the ministry. And I want you to listen to me. For those that it brings a lack of credibility, for those that look at you and say, well, I have no, I, they're not credible anymore. For those that say that, they lack a revelation of the power that's in the name. They don't have it. They ain't got it. They ain't got it. Because there is no proof that speaking the name of Jesus works until the lame man that everybody knows is lame gets up. And starts dancing. That was a golf clap. Maybe, maybe we hit too close to home there. I know everybody in church sees your freedom. But your co-workers haven't seen it yet. 
I know everybody at church sees your freedom. But your family members haven't seen it yet. Why haven't they seen it yet? Because we've learned how to pretend like we're free. Dance like we're free. Come on, Candy. Shout like we're free. Roll like we're free and pray like we're free. But we've never got the revelation of the power that's in the name of Jesus. Because when you get the revelation of the power that's in the name of Jesus and your feet and ankle bones receive strength, it ain't going to be choreographed. It ain't going to be dance on two, then one on right. Ain't going to be in that. Something's going to happen to you. And when it happens to you, Peter and John aren't the only one that's going to recognize it. There's a multitude that's going to show up. And the multitude's going to say, what's going on here? And God's not looking for your ability to tell a good story or to take a text and preach with an organ. That's not what he's looking for. What he's looking for is somebody that'll say, it ain't in my power and it ain't in my holiness. All I did was spoke the name of Jesus. Can I have five more minutes? Can I have five more minutes? Philippians 2, 9 and 11. God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. No, you don't get it. We can quote this verse, but we ain't got it. The name of Jesus is above every name. Do you understand that? You don't need holy water from the river Jordan. You don't need a piece of the cross that you order at 2 a.m. You don't need Mr. Popoff to call your name. You don't need to go to some concert that's being held by some legendary preacher and say, if I can just get that preacher to touch me. You don't need any of that because it's not in the holiness and it's not in the power of a man. But it's in the name It's in the name. Not in the thought name. Not in this. Am I all right? This is why I have terrible trouble with churches that baptize people uh in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Because when they pray for healing, they pray in Jesus' name. And when they pray for their food, they pray in Jesus' name. And when they pray for the sick, they pray in Jesus' name. Why is it that this deception crept in the church at the Council of Nicaea in 325, 300 years after the church was born, the Roman Catholics said, let's, let's baptize 
in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I'm not discrediting you if that's where you've been. God bless you. Thank you for your journey. But my Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It don't matter what the preacher says over you. It doesn't matter who does it. What you better make sure is that when I go under, you better call on the name that is above every name. Because at his name, every knee's gonna bow, every tongue's gonna confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. All right, I feel it, so here we go. Stand with me all across the building. I didn't preach the rest of my notes, that's all right. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus It wasn't the blood of Buddha It wasn't the blood of Hare Krishna It wasn't the and Nothing but the blood All precious is the flow That makes me white Do you hear it? White as snow how in the world did that happen nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fault I know nothing but the blood of Jesus would you shout his name? Would you shout his name? Well, yeah. Let me walk in the Holy Ghost. Every head bowed. Every eye closed.